0: Welcome everybody, my name is Alexander Greb, I am the Customer Advisory Lead S4HANA Strategy at SAP, and you are listening to the SAP Experts Podcast. There are topics that cannot and should not be pressed into 30 to 45 minutes episode durations. Okay, maybe some are doing that, but these topics then are covered not further than superficial and we are in no-nonsense show. That's why we present you here an episode that is with 19 minutes, a bit on the long side, but worth every single minute. We approach a topic that contains the probably most important decision you can take when approaching S4HANA. It is of other importance, because it determines basically what you get, what you work with for the next decade, and if you implement a system that fully brings the horsepower of S4HANA to the street. This episode is all about transition methods. Yes, it's about greenfield, brownfield, selective transition, and we will look basically under every rock and present you all best practices concerning these methods, the do's and don'ts, and the secrets nobody tells you, so you are prepared in the best possible way to make your decision how to move to S4HANA in a way that is best for you and not misguided by any superficial slogans. To discuss that, I have the best guess for this topic because nobody has advised more customers on their way to S4HANA than him. And when you look up the word expert on Wikipedia, you will get an article with this photo in it. Michael Sokolik, S4HANA custom advisory expert legend, will put down everything you have to need to know concerning transition methods here at the SAP Experts podcast. Just a second. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to your favorite SAP podcast so you never miss a new episode. And now, let's talk transition methods. Hello, Michael. Hi, Alex. Today, we are going to talk about something which is, in my personal opinion, one of the most important topics when moving from an ECC ERP installation to S4 HANA. And it is often approached very unstructured and with... Yeah, very preconceived opinions, which is very unfortunate because its effects are often very underestimated. Today, we are going to talk about transition methods. Are your experiences similar to what I've told now?
1: Yeah, I would overall, overall agree that people um, jump into conclusions or draw conclusions without having the facts on the table and then, then they get stuck. So, yes, I think it would. Uh, be good to be a little bit more structured when talking about transition.
0: So it is a topic worth talking about. It is, indeed. So let's let's finalize the scope first.
1: What does transition mean? Well, if you would would, would ask customers what they understand or partners, mm-hmm. uh, what transition is, they would think about the transition from the classical, as you said, ECC to an S4HANA system. Mm-hmm. So the I would say rather technical transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, related to that, obviously, it's not only the transition of an ECC to an S4 system, so from one ERP to, you could say, more modern ERP, mm-hmm. meeting the, the, the today demands, but it's also the transition of the entire landscape. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, the customer landscape are not just considering, consisting of an ECC, but of other systems, data warehouses, supply chaining, CRM systems, sub-non-subsystem integration plays into that. So it's basically the transition at the end of the day of the entire SIS landscape into a to-be landscape in line with the IT strategy of the organization Mm -hmm. that has to be in line with the business strategy and in line with our product strategy. So basically any activity starting
0: from the first thought that I want to move from my legacy ERP ECC installation into as for HANA, is already the start of the transition.
1: And it finishes basically with the goal live. Correct. And as I said, it mm-hmm. should, from my opinion, uh, if there are no specific reasons um, against that one, include really the whole entire landscape. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the ECC is a, a major part, maybe the most important part for a lot of organizations from, an, from a technical point of view. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is important, what matters are end-to-end processes. Mm-hmm. Those end-to-end proceeds by nature span um, across the ECC and therefore you want to take into account what, how do I transition my landscape uh, consisting of several products into a target landscape along the paradigms that I have, standardization, mm-hmm. harmonization, vendor strategy, etc. So in a, in a nutshell, basically, I think sometimes the transition focuses too much mm-hmm. only on the ECC to S4 part. And uh, while well, this is obviously probably one of the most important, if not the, um, uh, the import, most important one, but it um, should also consider, as I said, the, the entire landscape. And the dependencies that are created or uh, that exist between the different um, you know s- software components. So
0: this is not only about the project, as you just stated, it's about, let's say, the whole undertaking. And um, it is not just like one way to go to Rome. There are several. We'll talk about the individual ones. But um, like like you stated, the importance of it is that what you do in that phase and the way you choose to approach this topic has huge effects on the outcome in the end. So there is not like one S4 system, which you will always get, but you will probably get different, let's say, um, versions of it,
1: Correct. Different
0: different ways of, of, of output. And yep. the
1: horsepower, of course, you get then to the street,
0: maybe differ um, the, in a agree, certain way. I
1: agree, agree, agree. I mean, technically speaking, uh, you could look up the, the SAP help page and figure out what version exists and, and what are the differences between technical versions. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, by nature, our S4 HANA system carries a lot of legacy, let me say it this way, from the ECC. Mm-hmm. To make it possible for customers who are in a situation that they do not want to change that much, they can move, let me say, in a light way. But if you think not from the from where you are, but from where you want to be and what you want to achieve, let me say, uh, user interface, analytics, automation, um, uh, you will figure out that there are basically many different ways how an, an S4 system can look like. One looks more similar like an R3 or ECC, Mm-hmm. I could say almost like an R2. I'm not from the user interface, but from the processes. Um, carrying out, let me say, old uh, enhancements, uh, 25 years old. And another S4 has a clean core, no enhancement, everything on the cloud platform, mm-hmm. um, SAP cloud platform developed. And therefore, it is so uh, so important that the customer takes on that responsibility or partners who support the customer, likewise, to really shape what is the say, right S4. Uh, if I Go go by your work, right? Mm-hmm. because that there's not only one. And without defining what you need and what you want in line with your business strategy, your current pain points, you um, you might struggle to figure out what is the right path, the right transition path mm-hmm. because you have to define what what the goal, the end goal of the game is to figure out what is the what is the right transition path, what's the right first step of the journey
0: and I think which is very important when you say, it is a what what is the right transition path it always means that what is the right transition path for my personal situation as adopter there is probably not maybe this is quite a subjective thing what i say now probably there is not something which is better in an overall definition like for example already to drop some names like like brownfield or technical conversion is always the better way than a greenfield or vice versa but
1: it's always a very specific and individual case correct i mean the the number of options how you can transition is per definition limited right there's not Mm -hmm. an endless amount of ways from a technical point of view how you can uh, uh, transition but at the end of the day while there are common patterns, as I would call it. So Mm -hmm. there are customers with, let me say, 25-year-old ECC systems uh, with a lot of modifications, a lot of non-standardized processes. They fall into certain categories. There are other customers who've just re-implemented ECC Mm -hmm. two or three years ago. I see it quite frequently. That's obviously a different uh, category, and depending on where you are, obviously different let me say path, transition paths opened up, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think the, the decision on how you transition is individual transition, which has to be the result of, I would call it almost like a little exercise, a little project, a little pre-study. Mm-hmm. And you should take your time looking at the, at, at the, at the key factors um, that are important for you and you need to define them. Very often I'm like, I go to a customer and I say we want to we want to transition to S four and I'm saying so what are the goals and boundary conditions that you've been given when doing this what do you want to achieve? And then there is silence and then I say okay I can mm-hmm. give you like a, a, a I, I usually call it a YouTube overview on how you transition to S four Hana it's like education mm-hmm. but that is doesn't help you we need to work first of all where do you have pain where do you want to gain what is what you want to achieve and also look a little bit how happy or unhappy you are with your current system. And that's a, a, a chick acting thing. If you do, don't show people the system then and tell them what they can do, they might not even know they're unhappy because they feel so comfortable with what they've used in the last 20 years. So this is a real exercise uh, you have to take on. And there, sometimes there are shortcuts, but usually it's an exercise which should be well planned with work packages on the IT side and with work packages on the business side, let me say that one. Mm -hmm. And you need to combine both views from an IT IT or technical point of view and from a business point of view in order to then conclude what is the right path, what are the right steps and the right sequence of transition.
0: So to, let's say, condense the first messages out of what you said, I think the first what we can state here is that people and adopters have to understand that there is not just one way to go. There's not just one transition way, there are several ways. And those several ways, and this means in, in, in the end effect, um, it it does matter which way you go, which way you decide, because it has a one-one effect on what you have in the end. If you Correct. have that what helps you most or not, if you achieve your goal of having a system or a landscape which um which enables and 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 implements your strategy or not. So people have to be very very clear that this is a very important part of your whole way to S four It's not just about like learning about what kind of difference are in those systems. What are is the delta and so on. But with with that decision, which way to go during the transition, you already do a huge part of the decision which kind of benefits you will have in the end i think this is the first message which has to be very clear and the second one which is a consequence out of that that's exactly what you said this means of course that i should not take this as a given but i should sit back and say okay i have i have to do certain work certain analysis about my strategy about what i am trying to accomplish and Put some thoughts and put some time into it to find the best transition method, which is best suited for me and my individual situation.
1: Correct. And back to your original question, that requires a structured approach, yeah. starting with being aligned from an IT. And I talk to IT in business, but when I say I talk to IT first, understanding uh, and defining together the business and the goals, the outcomes. Mm-hmm. And then in the reverse order to what I usually see, figuring out okay, what is the the, the right path to achieve that one? And let me say, cold-hearted. i not saying like that one is better or this one is better. Or, we can't do that. You need to define and just iteratively involve also on the on the on the goals and on the uh, conditions yeah that exists that that basically guide you what's possible, not possible. So we will, we'll probably talk in a minute about those transition paths and scenarios you mentioned, uh, Brownfield. Mm-hmm. But um, um, if you, for example, do not t- uh, take the time to understand how important historical data is for you, mm-hmm. is it an asset or not an asset? How can you figure out um, uh, whether you do a brownfield or greenfield transition. So you really take a piece of paper, I would say, to customers, a word of advice, write down, this is what we want to achieve. This is what causes pain. This is what we never can give away. Uh, we, for example, never can do a big bang because of, that is mm-hmm. one of the famous one, mm-hmm. or we can do a big bang, but only in that circumstances, uh, we can't not um, have that, this or that downtime. You need to write it down. And I say it very quickly, like do it in five minutes. Sometimes this takes probably five or four weeks or six weeks or two months to come to those key facts. But if once I have these facts, on a, let me say really simplified piece of paper, I can then say, hey, if that's what you want, and if these are the limited factors that you give me, which are very well thought through and not just like emotional statements, then I believe that this and that is the right way to do it. It, it's quite simple in a way of say so it's it's quite simple but
0: I th- you need I th- to take your time it's a simple message but i think this is already for for quite many a, a big hurdle what you say because when you then of course say a statement which is very true which is absolutely agreed, that your first step is always your strategy w- what what is your goal what do you want to achieve going on to something like as 4 hana should never be for technology's sake or for as 4 mm. hanas sake that that's that's No reason to go. That's absolutely pointless. Correct. So what do you want, which is always in so many cases, the most difficult question you can tell to somebody like, what do you want? What is your strategy? So many don't know that. And because they do not know this, they say, "Okay, then let's do it as a technology project. And then it's easier because we don't have to ask ourselves this question. But the value you get out of this by not asking this question, is, of course, much lower than when you do something which is bespoke to your individual situation and your goals, what you have or what you want to achieve in the future. Mm
1: -hmm. And if if I may add to that, I think what what, what I learned over the the past years, the tricky part uh, is always a bit the legacy where customers are coming from. And that legacy is basically technical release upgrades, if I try to keep it as short as possible. Mm -hmm. So if you look at customer ECC systems, there was a time when they built a system when they increased the, the, the functional uh, broadness, the number of processes, the number of um, company course organizations, we say in SAP speak, and, and and they grew and they had like an active environment. They have active key users. Key users one of the key things they usually ask. So how many key users do you have? Who makes the decision? Do you have the governance body? And over time, that basically diminished because people moved to different positions. So then basically the IT runs for the business, the system, you know, in a, in a, far too much. And then all of a sudden, I'm coming with S4 and saying, hey, guys, we need to take a few decisions. Do you really want to continue to do your reporting with some obscure business warehouse construct from the 90s and some bespoke ABAP reporting? And and we need to make a a few decisions or hypothesis decisions. That's not what we want. It doesn't make any sense at all. That is just like uh, cost inefficient, we've duplicated data, whatever, for example. And then all of a sudden, people need to make the first time for years decisions. They also need to, what's not in the in the nature of human beings, uh, say, okay, I'm I'm getting rid of something and not keep it for, for maybe I need it later on. Mm-hmm. And this is in itself a difficult exercise. And you need to, uh, I'm usually saying in the last last couple of months, like you, you sit in the car, you look forward to where your goal is, but you also have the mirror where you look into the back and you have the side mirrors, basically, yeah. if you imagine sitting in a car, uh, because you cannot ignore completely the past. So you yeah. need to take into account a it, but you need to have a straight view In in the in the in the future, let me say, on the road, what is what you want to achieve? Because you're building such a system, taking this investment. To be honest, and it's a big investment for customers of any size. uh, Not because you want to have the past a little bit better, but you want to have a system which will be lasting for the next 15 or 20 years, uh, just in line with our maintenance strategy until 2040. And that's the size of question you're asking. And then you need to take, as I said, the time once to write it down together with the business and saying this is a joint project and this is what we want to achieve and this is what everybody wants to sort of like contribute and that's people business sometimes difficult in these um, dynamic times and uh, you need to have strong strong mindset and, and strong leadership and and also a clear guidance from the business that that is important because otherwise you end up as you said in some sort of like technical must do uh, thing thingy, let me say it this way, and 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 then then uh, you will be disappointed at the end.
0: You said two things which I think are absolutely important. The first thing was your analogy with the rearview mirror. I absolutely agree with that. You of course need those mirrors. You want to know is there something which will hit me from behind. Correct. But <laughs> there is a certain reason why in cars the rearview mirror is not as large that it covers exactly the whole windshield. Exactly. Yeah, because That's why still the, I, yes, the view forward is the important one. That's why I always say when you approach SFANA, the correct way is to like do a forward-looking discussion. Do not always do a backward-looking discussion where you just search for deltas and so on. The second part, which I really liked, was when you mentioned the word that people and the situations are heavily determined by, by the legacy. And I think this is also very important from a different aspect because from their experiences, what they have in the past, because so often you get greeted at a first workshop by customers with a word like, I'm a Brownfield customer. And I'm absolutely amazed all the time that this is already so fixed in their heads by their, let's say maybe experiences because like 10 years, 15 years ago, and that's what you always get as an answer when you ask them, why. Do you call yourself a brownfield customer? Yeah, we did like 15 years ago, like a a greenfield, which was huge and expensive and so on. And uh, we will never do this again. We cannot afford this at all. And that's why we are something like a technical conversion customer. So Mm -hmm. this question that we are talking about now for the last 15 minutes, they, they do not really ask themselves at all because they are so predetermined by their experience from the past, which may, of course, in a certain way be maybe not actual anymore because things have changed, tool has changed, approaches have changed, um, but the psych- psychological element in this these kinds of decisions is huge, in my opinion, because people are afraid in a certain way, maybe because of bad experience they made in the past to go a certain way, and by this they are preoccupied. But preoccupation is for
1: an analysis that you stated not not very useful <laughs> not really useful, not absolutely. useful no you can conclude at the end of the day that uh, a new implementation doesn't work for 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 uh, um, for, for your organization uh, and then state the facts yeah and uh, let's be honest implementing EIP is not not the most funny funniest thing in the world um it's uh, it's it, it is a complex task but at the end of the day I would say if people come in and saying, I just want to do a conversion, um, they're not asking the question that, that I outlaid. Yeah. Because I said, you need to ask what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And if I do a conversion at the end of the day, I have uh, 10 or 15 subsequent projects that I try to run in order to achieve what I want. Then I need to compare apples with apples, not apples with bananas or pineapples or whatever. Yeah. So, and then on, that only works if I say, this is what we want with a fixed, sort of like fixed target in the sense of like, I, these are the the value drivers that I see in my processes that I want to um, improve. That's what I need to do on the technical side. So you do a translation of the business needs to the technical side and, and how this involves the system. Mm-hmm. So I need here a bit of machine learning. Here I need here a bit of embedded analytics. Here I need to uh, optimize my production planning. You, then from that one you should look differently at. And just so quickly say, I also when I come in the room I say there are also uh, let me say twenty five percent. And of the customer say, I'm a greenfield because I've Mm. implemented already the system uh, from R2 to R3. And there are so many things I have exactly taken over. I've never get out of the system. I'm still mostly on R2 release, whatever. And they say, I'm not doing this. And it's quite interesting. The more history, the, 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 the counterparts that the customer have, uh, the more often, and, the, and also by the age, which is not, nothing bad, it's just the, the fact if you've implemented R2, you're not 20 years old, uh, the, the more often it happens that they say this time we really are excited to do it right and we can do so much more. Yeah. And if we just do a conversion or just with the mindset of a conversion, not with the mindset of renewal, we end up somewhere n- nowhere. We become also as IT and as a, as a, as a peer IT more and more irrelevant to the business because uh, we are just not, we are just, these guys think they can't do nice reporting, they can't do mobility, yeah. yeah. and we, we are getting more and more into this, uh, like, wow, wow, this is a really complicated system. That's why we need to stand up. This is the moment to stand up. Yeah. Even though it's new terrain, it's new technology, it's new theory, it's new analytics, it's new, and people say, oh, I'm a little bit uncomfortable, I'm moving out of my comfort zone, it's okay, but mm-hmm. I would say stand up, that would be what would my... My um my words on that one.
0: Huh? Now that we have stated basically how important the approach is and the analysis time, let let's outline what 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 are we talking about. I think probably you will agree we can in a certain way, in most of the sense, talk about three possible ways to do the transition. These are like first is the typical brownfield technical conversion. Then we got the greenfield, and then we got Something of a new as a third one, the selective transition. maybe let's go a little bit into each of these kinds of um of possible transition ways to to outline what is really behind that and let's start with the typical brownfield slash technical conversion maybe let's state something and you can then say if you agree with that or not um my probably favorite um definition of a brownfield, why a brownfield is called a brownfield is from one of my customers where the CIO said, a brownfield is called a brownfield because you take a lot of the old shit into the new system. Do you agree with that?
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure about the word shit, uh, but if, if, if the if the CO judges as a shit, then that's fine. No, but seriously, um, I mean, what brownfield and technical conversion means, and it's in the official SAP language, is a system conversion. Yes. So you do what, what, what was called in the former times an upgrade, which is this mm-hmm. time called a conversion because you convert to a new product. It's yep. a new product and you convert the ECC to S4 and you convert mm-hmm. the, any database or HANA database potentially in the same step uh, to, to a HANA, HANA database. And the, by nature, you, you would choose, um, if you conclude what you want to do, as we just uh, discussed mm-hmm. a couple of minutes, um, you you will keep what you have. You keep yeah. your configuration, you keep mm-hmm. your data, your master data, you keep your enhancements, you keep your interfaces, you keep, you keep, you keep, you keep. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it is called in this IT slang, I would say, Prown. Yeah. And and, and there's two caveats to it. Um, one is it's not completely Prown <laughs> Yeah. If we go by language, because we have changes, obviously, exactly. in the in 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 where things are different, the business partners, as mentioned, one. But at the end of the day, these are minor, queen clean spots on the on 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 the brown, uh, Let me say on the Prawn field. So um, so when, when if I may yeah, interrupt you. Sure when
0: When you do this, brownfield this technical conversion. It is about bringing your old landscape, your old processes onto, let's say, a new technical basis. But
1: platform, yes, you would it a it's a
0: misunderstanding that you are able to do this like one hundred percent because every brown has a little bit something like green sprinkles into it. There are some from from a technical standpoint yes. necessary changes you have to do. you are forced to do, which is, there's a document where you can read correct correct we will come to that but
1: there is no absolutely green, uh, absolutely brown, brown. Field. Correct, and 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 yeah. and and even more to say. Um, again, it depends on on, on on the system and what processes and modules in the past have been implemented. There are also some areas where I would say it gets even more green. Yeah. So if you mm-hmm. take, for example, customer service or service management as a process, or if you take warehouse management as an example, right? Then there are not like green sparkles. Yeah. A little mm-hmm. bit green. There are getting pretty. Cre- green. I mean, what we offer is what's called a compatibility scope. So if you're going to move, you can keep it brown. Let me say it in, yeah. in, in, just stay in the brown green language. But at, at some point we say this is not our target architecture mm-hmm. and you have to move to the green in order to be on the innovation path. So for example, warehouse management, extended warehouse management. We made a little bit of a compromise with the stock room management. But anyway, there are big process areas yeah. where even though you you have the chance to do the so sort it's of like, I don't know to call a shortcut, but the one-to-one brown feed with a little bit of green, mm-hmm. on the long run, there are two other greens that come in. The one mm-hmm. which, which you have to change, which mm-hmm. we call compatibility scope until 2025, mm-hmm. and the ones that you want to change. This is, for example, embedded analytics just to, to give one. So over time, the brown will become more green, or it has to become more green. Otherwise, it adds no value, mm-hmm. and, and so it will be a, a, a mixed color, let me say it this way.
0: When you talk about this aspect with customers or with with our people from SAP, um, I think most of our message that we send there is this is something positive that you, because we're making the transition easier, you do not have to change so much because for a limited amount of time, certain aspects like HCM and so on. You can continue working like you used to work. You have to change this later, not now. Do you agree? This is like something like a two-sided medal. Yes. Sometimes this can be a false friend because of, okay, okay, you 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 can keep your old way, but maybe this project would have been the right moment to change these things. And now you, it's like somebody who wants to quit smoking. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. Okay. You you yeah.
1: you you stopped smoking the heavy stuff, but you continue with the lights. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I would I would say. I mean, obviously, it was a strategic decision when we when we built as for Hana, as, as I say, not mm-hmm. to build it in a way like we build business by design. Yeah. Which is completely disruptive. Yeah. So we we said in the in the DNA of the product there is the chance uh, to do this conversion, and I think mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 with no doubt absolutely. Was the right thing to do because customers invested millions and billions, probably if you think of all of our customers, into that system. Just customers are just completing a rollout, and we 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 are obliged to give them an innovation path. Yep. But and now comes the but, if then, partners, colleagues, whomever, do not think as I said from the end they missed the point. So because sometimes mm-hmm. I get asked, we are almost too friendly. We allow too many things in S4HANA. Yeah. If we would have not, for example, uh, take this or that mandatory away, mm-hmm. it would be easier almost for us to decide mm-hmm. because we, we we would knew it's better to do um, a new installation or a half new installation, let me say it, say it this way. So what happens or what goes in line with the option to do a conversion mm-hmm. is to think to the end, what elements do I need to switch from brown to green Mandatory because we say they are just supported on a limited time basis. And what elements do I want to change in order to achieve my goals? For example, getting rid of custom code, getting rid of add-ons which are no longer used, which 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 are cause trouble during release upgrades, for example, and so on. And that's why this, you know, think from the end what you want to achieve is so important. And it also implies what you say that a roadmap
0: like let's say a clear plan which goes beyond the let's say simple often quite short duration of a the transition technical minimum project, yeah, exactly, right, exactly yeah. is so important because it's not yet over when you ha- it just starts have done it. It, it, it
1: it just, start. it it just starts. Yes, exactly. start, it just starts basically exactly and it's and it's yeah. mo- and it, it is a thing also uh, so because i'm getting quite emotional on that one because, Do it. <laughs> <laughs> because i because when I, when this whole thing started in 2015 <laughs> Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like, um, focus on, on these simplification items and what has changed. Yeah. And and people are digging deeper and deeper. And, and yes, quite rightly, some of them are important and it makes sense to do an analysis and so on and so on. I totally agree. But on the real value add side, meaning where the new functionality, why should I adopt them? Is the new functionality exactly equal to my standard enhanced functionality, blah, 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 mm-hmm. that that people don't spend time. So I think people spend in the analysis too much time um, on, on, on the technical mandatory changes in the initial round of analysis and not on, on, on where they want to be in the long run and completely missed, for example, the whole of the compatibility scope, etc. Mm-hmm. And that made it very, let me say, dangerous. And also, if you look now into the projects uh, that have been completed, yeah, there are customers who really used or started to use, or make use of the innovation potential. Mm-hmm. But you see also, I would think from my experience, customers who struggle now in the second round uh, um, after the technical conversion to get the uh, feet on the street because the business thought it's it's over when we are there. Yeah. And if you don't send that message right at the beginning of your let me say planning phase on your roadmap planning to the business and get a handshake um, and have already the plan of the next two two years I almost say um, or maybe of the next steps, and um, you will likely to to get stuck into uh, something similar to an R3 system. Maybe let's come to those consequences and and
0: um, comparison a bit later because what what I want also to cover in our definition part here yeah. is when we're talking about transformation, of course, uh, or let's say about technical conversion, we have in that case, and this is something which is, of course, very fond of technical conversion um, projects, we have a lot technical support there. We have tools, we have helpers. Correctly. Uh, which are let's say proven which work you can highly automate it
1: this is probably something which makes it quite attractive for a lot of customers correct we, we over the over the last years um have worked a lot on on those tools analysis tools like the readiness check which basically does a delta comparison easy c2s4 mm-hmm. Uh, which is continuously enhanced. It will include a downtime estimate. Estimate. It has a complexity effort estimate of the simplification items now included. We have uh, the scan tools for the for the code, the code uh, analysis, which has been u- uh, code uh, usage analysis, which code is used, which code is not used. Um, the the um, so-called ABAP test cockpit as a tool, which does an analysis what needs to be adopted. The quick fixes who adopt uh, some of the uh, the mandatory changes. So there's. Lots of things. There is on, on helpsub.com just a new best practice document for custom code conversion just popped up last week. So it's a continuous stream. The customers sharing their experiences best learned. Partners have their conversion factories. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is really up, up and running, I would say, up and flying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, always things can be done, um, be improved. We're looking at even further improving the downtime um in 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 in, in, the, in this in this this conversion tool but a lot of things have been obviously um, done to make this transition as easy and as lean as possible mm-hmm. Um that's definitely fair to say
0: but to sum the technical conversion up one question which i think is very important but but really seldom stated when i do a technical conversion when i do a brownfield, what do i have in the end after Going through that technical conversion, which is of course like tool supported and so on, what do I have? How does my system look like? Does it look like those fancy let's say fury empowered apps applications i know or what what do i do I get as customer after the classic technical part of a technical conversion
1: you get you 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 your your r three running in s four yeah. This is, I think, that's, that's that's a that's a cold, hard truth, and this is yeah. not because uh, we mislead or or sell sell something wrong or tell something wrong. It's just that what's happened, it, and if but, if, but this uh, is not of, <laughs> because of S4. It's the characteristic of a technical conversion, and 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 that want to do a technical conversion you get a technical conversion but yeah. that's what you expect exactly and if you want to have more you have to really fight and work for it you, you, you and, and saying now i'm changing this now i'm changing yeah. that and okay. this part you
0: have doesn't come come first come for free. you have at first the technical conversion part in your brownfield activities where you put your old stuff onto the new platform yes but then and the story is not yet over, then you have to go again onto your system and so on. And you have to start to do all the innovation, all the fancy stuff. That's the second part, which is quite often forgotten.
1: Correct. And and, and, and a much more complicated part, I would say, because mm -hmm. there we don't have the, I mean, we, we have information and guides, but on the technical part, every system is in a way the same yeah with, with um, to, to simplify it but on the innovation part it depends on on on, on, on the industry and the business on the other systems that, that are connected and uh, on, on, on 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 the culture of change in, in an organization and there you you have to really f- um, fight and work and this is why i'm saying you you need to have before you do the technical conversion a uh, hypothesis what are the subsequent projects that you will execute in order to meet your goal and by the way Obviously, you can't do a technical conversion and say, I'm going to change A, B, C from an, from an SAP, let me say, innovation point of view. I'm going, for example, and implement group reporting to, to select a random example for the for the consolidation. But people tend, in times like these, to say, I rather want to have a risk-free, risk-freer, shorter project versus I'm um, combining technical uh, conversion with innovation. So I'd rather keep it separate. And that, again, leads to, to quite, I think, um a short project durations on the conversion to say it like that mm-hmm. um, but at the end of the day as you said it's not over that it's just basically the platform to to start
0: so we have to state clearly a brownfield slash technical conversion means at first you do the technical stuff and then you go for the innovation stuff correct after
1: that's a, that's the sequence of uh, that's a sequence that typically exists it's a sequence of order by nature of that transition right. path.
0: Then let's go to the opposite of that, to the classical greenfield path of a transition, which is in really the opposite. Because to, to simplify it a lot, you can say in a greenfield undertaking, you do the same or, a similar or similar activities, but vice versa. You first start with the definition, what you want. The first start, you make maybe the documents and the concepts, and then you go on to the implementation. Simplified but correct.
1: Yeah, I would say also if you if you say you want to do greenfield slash a, a new implementation, so you start all over, um, th- then you should have tr- you you usually have drivers for that, and 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 those are that you say I rather really ignore the the past, and um, maybe also I have multiple um, ERP systems or I have systems that have been merged, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then you really say I'm for me. This is a chance to get rid of that. And, and getting rid of that means that I look at the standard business processes, standard content, and do a, a fit to standard, and being very neutral to the way things have been implemented. It doesn't matter to me. I'm saying I have process A, B, C, uh, lead to cash, source to pay, whatever you're going to call it, you're going the names. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, okay, I'm going to run through that. And I take what is in the standard product, and what is missing, I adopt. So right, T- totally, totally different mindset. And you are not get- getting hung up on any uh, ABAP developments, dashboards, cockpits. Uh, you say first of all, in the first in- instance, I can ha- happily ignore that. For me, it's more important a rate higher, basically, to start over or fresh to get rid of historical data, org structures, whatever kind of setup exists, and 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 look look really. P- in the initial round in the uh, complete in the future so
0: when talking about greenfield you may get some let's say people into sleepless nights who have experiences from the past where greenfield was um, long and expensive
1: would you agree that it's still the same well if you want to have it not long and expensive you you need to um you 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 need to take uh take what, what what we offer in order to make it make it shorter starting um starting with a, a, a project methodology that we offer which is called subactivate i said it in between when i call it fit to standard which is part of it basically you you should take or need to take into account that we offer best practices and what we call model companies which um, basically give you predefined content as a starting point if you and just irrespectively if you do r2 R three s4 ask everybody in the organization what they want and how they want it and what's most suitable for each individual uh, you can easily have the same uh, duration of a project in s4 than r3 i would say you can make it shorter mm-hmm. if you use um, methodology if you use content and i also think that um Based on, on what the system gives you, it, it, it can it is faster, it can be faster because uh, the whole of the the user interface, um, the, the analytics and so on, really needs what people want to have today. In the past, basically, you started to develop reports, you started to develop dashboards because it was too complicated to use and so on. So there are a lot of things by the product which make it easier. Uh, but um, you have to have the mindset to use them. If you come with an R3 mindset and saying I don't want to use that, uh, you you can end up easily. So you again, you need to make sure that you do the right things, and then you can win. So it's not like
0: in the past that you probably will do something like a waterfall print for the first one and a half years before you no. um, go into the into the system itself the methodologies, the tools, and so on have changed in the same way they have changed in a branch. It's not the same like my ECC R3 implementation from, let's say,
1: 1999. Absolutely. Plus, also, when you say new implementation, I always say what we mean by that. There's a new system, a new system ID, whether it's a, a cloud system ID yeah, or mm-hmm. on premise or any premise or hyperscaler system ID, there's a new system. But the foundation of the system, the org structures and so on, the company codes, the profits and the costs and the hierarchies and so on, even if you do a new implementation. If you, if you talk now in, and have an existing SAP customer in mind, they are still there. We are not have changed that. Why should we change it? It was proven. It works. It gives flexibility. So that all of that part, you would basically take directly already in. And then, as I said, usually you do like an 80%, I would say, called a baseline or baseline plus, yeah, Mm -hmm. based on either your knowledge on what is right as a mature customer, knowing ECC and knowing why you've configured or misconfigured the system in the past, or based on accelerators like best practices or or model companies which help you to to come to that. And then you sit and you're saying, here it is, what is missing? This is a different question of saying, what do you want? If you, you start by asking what do you want you get a lot of answers and you need to write them all down and conclude you you should basically saying here is what we think is right and as i said it's probably not that bad because a lot of what you've configured or misconfigured you've learned and you can take conceptually over into the s4 system so
0: it is definitely not any more like this like in the past where or the, the conception that a greenfield is the longer, the more expensive way to go to S4 is true. It is not automatically
1: like that. It depends. Correct. It's an, it's an open race, yeah? yeah. In in that sense. And it, it and who wins, I would say, is determined by where the goal of the race is. Mm-hmm. If your goal is just to have PCC running in S4 HANA, then probably the technical mm-hmm. conversion will win. Mm-hmm. If your goal is, for example, to have whatever, 75% of your core business processes running in, in, in fury, not for the sake of Fiori, but for the sake of simplification and mobility and so on, then uh, it can be, and, 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 and take into account change management aspects, mm-hmm. it can be very well, that I would say, a bit of provocative statement that Greenfield can be, can be faster. Mm-hmm. Or it can be not faster, it can be the only way to get there. Let me put it this way. Before
0: we go into that con- comparison, because this is then when I think it gets really interesting, let me ask you the same question that we were asking uh, during the technical, in the end of our technical conversion discussion. What does a customer get when he decides to go for a greenfield?
1: What he should get, let me say ideally, that's why I paused, is a system with as little non standard processes as possible. Um, so no unnecessary add-ons, nothing against partner add-ons, but a lot of partner add-ons historical reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, only code and enhancement at the right places with the right concepts like a cloud platform and not just for enhancing things which have become standard. So much much more of a standard system. I would not say it's 100%. 100% would be too high, but a very close to standard system. Because you wanted to regularly release upgrades, that still exists. And mm-hmm. That's why I aim for a system with clean processes. So not like in the past when you rolled out historically your system over the over the globe in different countries in different plants, where you had to make judgment um, adjustments to, to the template. So a much more harmonized system from the processes. The system that I imagine and picture is a system where everybody logs on with this um, Fiori launch pad, where I see my tiles with my information personalized, where all of the reporting, all of the Mm -hmm. uh, um, analytics, which is some would say 50% or more than 50% of the daily work of somebody happens. I see a system where some of the processes are supported, let me say, as of today by machine learning, where basically something happens automatically and helps me, where I'm getting pointed, where a system where I can communicate with, with, with my, my peers in the organization. That's the type of type of system that I that, that, that I foresee. And one which is different from the capabilities. That's I think very important. Uh, one that 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 does things differently. Production planning for example I mean one example that's probably close to you. where mm-hmm. basically the process of an MLP works different than it worked before. So we
0: can say of course we do not want to generalize too much because, like we said, it's it's always individual. But when you decide for a greenfield, you probably, because of the characteristics of this transition method, you will get definitely the probably more more modern system, because you from the beginning you implement fewer. You get the new GUIs. You will definitely work differently than before. Correct. You will make the bigger jump ahead yes in a exactly. in a let's say positive as negative way in a certain way because yes. the negative yeah you you have to adapt, of course to the new possibilities if you are if you are living in a in an organization where people are absolutely reluctant or resistant to any change, yeah this may be it's get you experience. into let's say additional activities mm-hmm. um but Let's say from the general characteristics, a brownfield will probably not leap you ahead as much as a greenfield would do.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I, the saying I'm saying, the forces from the outside driving the change in the inside. I think that's that's mm-hmm. how the saying goes. So when I go to customers with a lot of competition on the outside, with their competitors, mm-hmm. yeah, as competition happens with competitors, and they are much more, um, you know, not so hung up in the past. They say, okay, we need to change. And even those uh, COVID, COVID times, I mean, people saying now if I make it, make one time the move. I need to maybe make a, a bigger move, and if I'm saying I'm 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 completely happy, I don't have any cost pressure, I haven't seen that, I don't have any um, any other uh, profitability business model changes going ahead, uh, then then I might be be okay. But I absolutely agree. If you want to make a big step forward, mm-hmm. one which really has has an impact on your bottom line, you need to think absolutely green. Yeah. And you do you have this bold vision. I outlaid it. I agree. In reality, it's not everything 100% like I said it. But if you don't start with that vision, uh, you, you, you end up nowhere. You have to jump high, look forward five, six years, and then, okay, take the steps like in a, in a, on a stair uh, to involve over time. But you need to set up that goal where you want to be. Otherwise, you never go there.
0: And now we're coming to, in my opinion, a very interesting and important aspect of not all, only our discussion, but what this all is about. With the decision of your transition method, you really change hugely the, the characteristics of your approach, the characteristics of your future system, the characteristics of the way you will work and it starts already like in the efforts I put into the transition, into my project. Because when I sometimes get um, the feedback like, oh, oh, my God, Greenfield yeah, will be probably the longer or the, the more the 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 way to go with, with, with the heavier input. It does not have to be like this because what you said, we have so much now prefabricated content with the best practices, with the model companies and so on. Everything, and I think this is one of the many differences we can say, everything, what you put as an effort into a greed field will bring you ahead. In a conversion, you will probably spend a quite respectable amount of time in doing work concerning maybe bringing you onto a level which is then making a trend technical conversion possible at all. Like when you have, for example, an old system and you have missed like service packages and so on, mm. you, you you still have to do that work probably. Yeah, You have to go up onto a certain level of, of system maturity to be able to do that um, Technical conversion at all and this is not really effort which brings you forward but this is effort which is like cleaning the stuff you missed to do in the past so in my opinion in my, my deepest belief um, the race is complete open like you said in the beginning which is faster and f- this should not be in my opinion your main consideration when talking about doing a brownfield or doing a greenfield, because it is not clearly as easy to consider like that.
1: Yeah, and I, I think to say, I would say it's important to stay like almost calm. I would say uh, because it 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 gives you more um, sort of like it it could make you nervous to say I I don't know what is the right path. I, it takes me a couple of weeks to involve and make a decision. For some, at least, it, it, it almost I feel it makes them nervous. And that's why they mm-hmm. say it's this or that. It, I'm okay if somebody has an opinion. God, feel what is possible and not possible. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if if I if I go into a customer, I say, "Me talk it." We took landscape, technical stuff, add-ons, enhancements, interfaces, God knows whatever exists, but we need to take business processes in mm-hmm. business. And I say, okay, well, we, I need to simplify it because when I build a roadmap, it's not like a two-year project. It's more like a two-month exercise. But I say, take, give us the, the 10 or five end-to-end processes we want to look into it, which differentiates you. And if you look into those, and if you talk to the business you and, and show the system, explain the capabilities, you will get a feedback and you will see where there is appetite for change, where there's ambition for change, where there's need for change, where the change makes sense. And if you take this into account, the decision I would say comes quite naturally, logically out of that. And that brings you also, what we said, brings you to say, this is what I want. And when you, when you know what you want, you know which way leads you to your goal.
0: When, when talking about these different ways to go on S4 and we bring that deployment method the deployment ways yep. into it i'm talking about cloud what kind of influence does cloud have
1: on my transition well we, we so we so far talked about the conversion and the mm-hmm. new implementation yeah. and the conversion i think it's, it's obvious by definition doesn't bring you to the cloud so if you have a cloud strategy if you want to to go to a cloud
0: a system conversion will exclude you from that option yes
1: and it does not matter what kind of cloud we are talking about. Well, well, let me like say, private and public, it c- is like that. It's- correct. I mean, if if you define cloud as an infrastructure, infra- infrastructure, infrastructure, um, subject, mm-hmm. like a hyperscaler strategy. So for me, an example, I'm a customer, and for me, cloud means Azure, for example, yeah. or Google or AWS. To just mention, mention fairly old. Then obviously you can run and you can con- convert your system from your local database vendor. Even directly, that's possible. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. So you're running in some lovely place in Germany, in Augsburg, an R3 system, ECC 6.0, and you could go technically in a parallel mode with enough bandwidth directly to some of the names I just mentioned and and run on S4HANA. So you Mm -hmm. can change both. You can change the the, the application, and you can change from ECC to S4HANA, and you can change even your, Mm -hmm. your data center in one step. That's possible by now, but that's not what I would call cloud. Yeah. I, mean, it's, it's, I mean, my personal definition, when I say cloud and I talk S4, I mean S4HANA cloud and I mean the application, mm-hmm. not the infrastructure.
0: IAS is, also from my personal um, definition, still not so much more than we know since 20 years
1: in the classical name outsourcing. You need to do something on top of it to make it different. Yeah, let me say exactly, it this way. <laughs> so it can exactly, be different. Yeah. But again, like like the, the conversion the conversation we had yeah. about con, uh, conversion or not conversion, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a way, a method. It's a cost-scale effect. It's mm-hmm. an offering, let me say. Yeah. But when you ask, okay, w- 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 what are the deployment options? I mean, then we have two. We have mm-hmm. the S4HANA cloud. MBFS for any premise, and the mm-hmm. any premise you can call it now any premise. Uh, um, uh, you may know because you can run it in your own premise. That's how yeah. it was called on premise early on, but you can run it on the hyperscale That's why it's called any premise. Yeah. If you say I uh, want a cloud strategy, which means standardization, uh, adopting the standard. regular release cycles and so on, then obviously there's a conflict with taking all of the legacy and and going into a predefined uh, content. So basically, if you say I have a cloud strategy, I believe strongly that um, I have a few differentiating processes in my ERP system, but most of it should not be so much different than others. I mean, this is my hypothesis by which start this exercise. Then I would not look so much what I have, but I would look into what S4HANA cloud offers me. Mm-hmm. What are the capabilities? And I would then basically say, does that match my business needs and not does this reflect my current implementation? So if we talk about real cloud,
0: a technical transition or this slash brownfield is not possible, but which if you think about it is clear because it cannot be because what cloud means that the management of your processes are taken over and your processes are put into a, let's say, a certain standard. This cannot, this is absolutely against anything which a technical conversion is all about. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Another part um, to talk about this um, is, let's say, the more strategic aspect. Like when you talk about a technical conversion, slash brownfield um you are in let's say a technical mode like we discussed about yeah because yes. the innovation comes later which means spends our costs this has of course several consequences on everything where you do because probably when you are thinking about uh conversion of brownfield spends our cost probably somebody will have a cost case you have to evaluate in numbers, what kind of benefits have? My observation is though, when you do a greenfield, this is something more strategic. This is a strategic undertaking because you defined in the beginning, I have a goal, I want to reach something, and I need a tool, an ERP system, which enables me to do that. So, spends are investments, and uh, then you talk completely different about that issue. Is your experience similar in that way?
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, as I said, um, I have, um, as I said, I said earlier on, be emotional is about the way you do, about the way you do the transition. But I, I clearly said, and I'm, I'm okay if someone does a technical transition, but he needs to have this, um, this, this, um, Green, uh, green mindset, I would call it, and cloud mindset, a green mindset embedded. Otherwise, he ends up in a cost case. I mean, mm-hmm. just with transferring E C C in the uh, let me say most simplistic way to S four, having as much running the same way before. I mean, no change, uh, n- n- um, no 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 benefit basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's that that's clear. If you yeah. wanna uh, see benefits, if you wanna have reduction in, in in process run times uh, efficiency gains yeah mm-hmm. um, then um, you you get to change something so like no uh, no pain no gain yeah so yeah. i mean you 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 put some people in pain because something will change that's why in this um, discussion that we are having here, you need to involve the business to show them the value. And then mm-hmm. you say, okay. And at the end of the day, if then the way is for whatever reason to do a technical conversion and you implement the, the green stuff later on, then you have a different different point of time when the benefits come. But um, it's essential because otherwise it's, it's from a top management executive point of view of an organization, not understood that this is strategic. So, we end up in a in a situation that is some sort of technical project that's got to be done, and it's not been seen as a strategic um, investment of the company to stay healthy in the future
0: some some time ago, you. Gave me a slide, which I still really like, although it's, I think, already over a year old, the questions in this slides, which are taking key questions influencing the choice of the transition scenario, are still very relevant. Um, and I sure shortly read out of it, because these are the questions that adopters should really ask themselves and their partners and their um, their IT and business before they go on the decision which kind they want to perceive. And the first one is, of course, do you want to keep your solution enhancements or your transition uh, transaction data history? If it's your answer is yes, system conversion may be a good way to go. If your answer is no, then of course, no implementation is open for you. Is this something which is very relevant? You mean relevant in the discussion with customers? or relevant as a exactly, question? yeah. Is transaction data history general very relevant, or is this just something where you say this is maybe how, more no, no. for industries like chemical or pharma, where you have like uh, no, no, it's it's, it, it,
1: it's no, no, it's it's a it's it's one of these key questions that you that at least I have in, in let me say in the in the first 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 call or first meeting with the customer to see what's the art of possible. Yeah. because why I say being open, don't preach, do preach make no prejudgments, obviously mm-hmm. doesn't mean being foolish and, mm-hmm. and, and, and and try to do things which are impossible. Yeah? So I can try to motivate or provoke people, but I also need to see where the boundary conditions. As I said, normally when I come in, no one has written me a little piece of paper saying this is what we need to keep. Uh, so it's a little bit more yeah uh, white space and then I need to ask. So in mm. the last conversation I had, Actually, this morning was of a customer who um, is in the, is in um, builds plants, power plants. Uh, these are projects which may run over a couple of years using project system, and they also have equipments. And they cannot um, um, just take away the data. They they, they need to keep that data that's essential for them. Or if you have an oil rig, for example, where you've done maintenance, or if you you have your planes uh, or you're in in, in the airline industry somehow related, you you have regulatory requirements. And then, I mean, we didn't discuss it. There's between conversion, new implementation, selective data transition. That's why Mm -hmm. this exists with the selective data transition. Then there's also the the possibility to take parts of the data into a new system, new system idea. I said it in a technical manner, but it's an absolutely um, important question: How clean, how new can you be? Uh, because data is, uh, um, is, as we always say, the most important thing of such a system. If you lose it, well, then the best system doesn't, doesn't, doesn't help you with the, the loss of data. Now that's why this is a, this is one of the key things you should really saying. My principle or premises for these projects are the following. Next question was in that, uh,
0: on that slide, does your system fulfill all conversion prerequisites? Yes, you can do a system conversion. No, think about new implementation. I think this goes a bit about that topic we already a little bit a lot. Yeah, discussed a lot. It's so old that you have to put so much effort into it to bring it on a level, to to make it able to do that conversion. Maybe it makes sense to
1: start from zero. Yeah, I would say that that question in, in comparison to the other question, because I've, I know this slide by heart, uh, is less relevant. Because, mm-hmm. as I said, I mean, we have this, uh, again, this morning in the conversation, it was still this misunderstanding you need to be on each P7 or each 8 to go to S4HANA, which is not the case, uh, because that means you can only go on, you need each P7 or 8 to go on HANA. So the, 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 the technical requirements for um, a conversion, um, they exist. Yeah, it's, it's like a business partner being have to be implemented, but they are not so much decisive. In much more decisive is where you want to be and what are the uh, processes like warehouse management with customer service that you need to change over time. So I would say the minimum requirements, which are like um, being on ECC 6.0, having Unicode, having a single stack mostly to say uh i would say 90.9% of the customers uh, do fulfill um so i don't think that that's um, um so so important that the historical data is much more important to to clarify and 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 the next one cuz if i write in the slide the next one is uh, the big bang phase rollout if if exactly. you remember the big slide correctly it's faced business Co- rollout correct
0: this faced business rollout um maybe you can Phrase a little bit what this
1: means, face business
0: rollout versus Big Bang.
1: Well, face business rollout means that the, the move to s doesn't happen in a Big Bang. To say, to phrase the question big, differently. You can cut and it. it. Yeah. You can cut it. You can decide. I have three different business units. They operate differently. Or I have, uh, as I had a conversation early on this week, a company who says, well, I, I have different plants." And if we're going to move to S4HANA, I don't want to move all plants on the Monday morning. I always say this is the Monday, famous Monday mm-hmm. morning. And um, yes, if I move, if I work for a certain amount of time in two systems, it adds mm-hmm. complexity. But then I have safe havens. Let me say it like this: we call it like a business warehouse and, and extended warehouse management in EWM, or a manufacturing execution system, which are hubs where it can connect anyway multiple ERP systems. And so if this is my, my main premise from the business, saying like it's all nice, uh, but we can't do um, um, a, a big bang, um, then obviously um, this uh, is exactly a no-go for a conversion. And now here comes the point. If you really want to do innovation and want to change things, then the harder it gets to do a conversion, because the harder the Monday morning will be, yeah, Because usually the, the, the number of skilled IT resources in the organization is not that high that you can do around the globe um, 24-7 uh, Then supporting this sort of like change management. So you have to say either I do less and then I do a conversion and I can do a big bang or I do the right thing, which potentially will mean that I have to do some f- sort of face rollout, which, okay, it's another death you have to die to say it like that. But maybe that is on, only over a certain period of time where I have overhead processes, financial consolidation. But on the long run, I have at least a system that I want. So you need to really make this sort of like comparison. But clearly to answer the question, a phased business rollout doesn't go hand in hand with a conversion.
0: Yeah. Then, of course, my opinion, one of the really important questions um do you need a renewal of your erp solution slash how do you perceive your current system key asset or innovation blocker this i think is sometimes very often overlooked because this is in many cases about the question is my does does my erp still fit to my business because i experience a lot of customers whose business has changed who have different products who have different business models who have different customers and, and have different f- different yes. focuses but customer centricity just these days exactly but their the ERP is still working like it used to be 10 years ago so that's a very relevant question you should take um does it really make sense to bring although my reality has changed so much bring the old way which I probably in in reality where I'm fighting in my processes against the system yeah. yeah. Does it really make sense to bring this over, or let's say it in in the words of a SEO? I think I've, I've quoted him in the past in this podcast of a CEO of a of a company that said, "We have now the possibility, maybe once in ten years, to set things right. Yeah, to again close up to not only maybe where we are at the moment, but even further, furthermore, like where do we want to be like in one two years?" yeah this is our chance now to do it and this means in consequence to set things right and to start from the
1: beginning again and do that it is again. that is probably the most important the two most important questions the only tricky part is that it really takes a good approach and plan to answer them yeah. while it's a, a sort of like simple question to to more simple simple question or the most simple question say do you have the right system requirements mm-hmm. technical question you can ask Technical people, easy, relatively easy, let me say. Historical data, you can make an outside-in judgment on, on what is the likelihood, and um, you, you you can work that out in in a, in a relatively short period of time if you want. To say whether your your system is supports innovations or it's uh, it, it's it's rather a burden, really is in itself an exercise where you need to talk to people who know the processes and know the reality who know the business strategy who know the goals and who are also willing to open up and basically take themselves in a little little separate room outside in the normal room um, and saying i'm looking at this new system like i've never known the old system and i look how i can work that if and then they come back and saying okay uh, i reflect on my current system and that sometimes does not happen. That's why only on said take your 10 business processes, say how do they work, say how they should work, and then really look um, how uh, really reflect again how happy you are. I have customers who really said I'm doing an, I think quite interesting approach I asked the management, mm-hmm. how happy do you think we are with our system? And they asked questions like, uh, how quickly can I get data out of the system? How accurate is my supply chain, my production planning on the top management and also the buttons like a top down bottom up approach. And they looked at the results and they asked the same question. They, they, They saw that sometimes they were the same, sometimes they were different. But customers who want to do this transition right, they should involve the business, which is an obvious one, but yeah. sometimes—or not sometimes—very often it does not but happen right can have from the beginning. Often enough. You can right can have from the beginning. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, I mean, how can you figure out what's the right path? I mean, as an, mm-hmm. sorry to say it like that, as an IT person, you can do a conversion. That's what you can do. You need to involve business for some elements of change, surely. But if you want to do or think create or do a new implementation and getting in more green, you need to talk to the business. And if you don't do that, then that's bad. And the, the main point I want to say is in these times we're living in, sometimes there's not enough time to do a conversion and then figuring out at some point what to do else. Yeah, It's unfortunately a very exponential sort of like acceleration that we are seeing, sometimes even probably a bit too fast, but that's people have to take into account. And that's why rather take those steps, and talk to the business on what they want and then consider and not just doing some sort of technical stuff. And, and and you're talking
0: about a trap I also experienced with some customers. Those customers who are doing a technical conversion but did not do that clear roadmap for the time after have problems after this to to win back their business to really put, again, their hands on these processes and and, and do the innovation. Because... Quite often, if this is not clearly stated, they they lose the business after this. First, they they see, oh, excitement, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, excitement is gone. Probably, it, it looks quite a lot the same like it used to do. And then I should touch it again. Uh, they say, "Hey, what do you want from me? You already got your project. I have to 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 take care for my daily business again." And I also do not want now to generalize, but there are cases, and you should really know it in the beginning that it can happen that the plans some customers did like now we we will do a very slight slow quiet tango conversion but then after this i will do the big innovation there are cases where these big plans did not really happen so easily yeah because they 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 lost in a certain way their business after yeah. this yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And when,
0: of course, when you know it in the beginning, you can plan for it, you can communicate, you can do a roadmap. But if you are not aware of this and if you do not consider this, um, you may get into that trap, of course. Absolutely. I agree. So what when, when we compare it, probably somebody who has listened to us may think that both of us prefer between those two ways, the the, the green way to go. Um first is it like that? Do you prefer a green field to a brown field?
1: Or what is your let's say recommendation about this? Am I, re- I mean, I said the, the way how you technically implement it, if mm-hmm. there is a new implementation or as a conversion, doesn't matter that much to me to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say. What is important is if if I start the conversation in an organization, I get a business sponsoring, I set it up as a project and I really say clearly where I want where wh- what I want to achieve and what are the goals and what are the processes that I want to change. Because if I don't do that, I will end up in a situation I've seen very often where people put it in the project budget proposal timeline. And there was no value inside, and then the whole thing stops, and then it's because as for Hana, is not good enough, and that's not good enough because the wrong, not the right questions were asked. Yeah. So I'm happy. I'm a happy SAP employee uh, if I am at a customer who, who who understands what the product can do, who understands where the differences, who engages with the business, who who then has a clear vision. If they then implement it in a System conversion way or in a new implementation. That, as I said, doesn't matter. I agree everything what we said. That's why we said it. That there is a risk if you do conversion that you you miss sort of like the the, the point of the whole exercise yeah. and do not generate the value. And um, that's I agree. On the other side, the new implementation has has other sort of like risks which goes in. So that's why I only can say in the face that I'm supporting customers, it is to lead the conversation in the right way.
0: I agree because there are, of course, customers who say, um, "I have like spent maybe the last twelve months into process optimization activities and so on. I have a very excellent ECC system. For me, there is no case I could never justify to throw this away and do new investment for a greenfield. Of course, then I also say, like, yes, do a technical conversion. Yeah, there is no no point of view." to like start from zero again. But what I think you also and, and me, what, what we want to set the message out is do not take it for granted. Think about this. And I always propose my customers to do that little exercise of take your processes, different take like the differentiating processes and the commodity processes and, and look at your differentiating processes because that is is where your strategy is. That's where you are different than your competitor. That's where you... Basically, this, this is your game field for, for the big decisions for the next two to three years. And go from two di- directions onto these processes. First, look at your strategy. What does your strategy say concerning like your own products, competition, and the customer, and how these processes are changing? And then, of course, like look at S4, what these kind of new technologies offer you concerning capabilities like insight to action and so on. And yes. then make a list and this list of like innovations, what you should do, this list then take and put this on, on a timeline of three phases, short, mid and long term. And then you find out where, these, where, where did you like point these innovation points? Like are most of them on the short term for you? Then probably you have some issues that you should solve probably then you are not a conversion customer because you have issues you should solve quickly maybe already during the process time but if you of course have most of these points in the long term then it makes no sense to start now then you can do that conversion and then after this go into these topics and um and, and implement them later on but make your thoughts do exercises like these, then you know what kind of adopter you are, and then you make the right decision. And then in the end, you have chosen the right way and the system in the end which
1: is the correct one for you. And and agree. I agree absolutely. Uh, what you said, and and, and just to two facets to it. As I said, I think earlier on, it's not only about transferring EZ2S to ECC to, to S for HANA or ERP to S for HANA. I can see fortunately you unfortunately, but as a matter of fact. And the average customer has probably 10, 12, 50 other systems, let me see, who are flying around. Let it be sub or non subsystems, systems. Let it be systems that in the past were, were satellites that are coming back into, into the core. So I usually say, okay, we need to make this exercise that we were just, I think, elaborating a lot, figuring out the right way, the right path, the right goal. But then also adding it into the context of the overall landscape, because as I said, I think right from the beginning, it is all about transferring an existing landscape, which were built on the premises of the past, of the requirements of the past, on the technical products and and deployment of the past into into the future. And the other uh, other element is, and I think that's uh, probably has become yeah quite I would say almost quite famous yeah it's a. Um, the the last twelve or eighteen months is the the third third transition path I think we have not covered so far between the new implementation and the conversion. Yeah, we is come we come to it right now. Yeah. Do we, ex- okay, we come okay. Right. And then that fits. It's a selective data transition. So basically, exactly, which yeah. is in, exactly in line with what you said. You you reflect your processes. You say what processes do I want to change? What process do I want to keep? And then building a new system. It always go in with having a new system. The selective data transition. So similar to the new implementation. Mm -hmm. But as as the word selective data transition, says, you selectively time slice, organizational slice, uh, take a certain amount of data, and not only data, but also processes and configuration. And if you feel that your system is more close to a conversion, in the selective data transition process, you would do what we call a shell conversion. So you convert the system without data and make changes Mm -hmm. more massively. It's like uh, uh, having a house where you throw all the people out of the house and then do massive amount of changes. Or the alternative is you're saying, okay, that house, the system is not a good basis. So I'm not doing a shell conversion, Mm -hmm. but I'm implementing a a, a completely entirely new system. And I'm taking from the old system um, as much as I need from the configuration and from the data. So that's basically not your renovation of a house, basically, but you build a new house. But you're not uh, buying a new couch or a new uh, t- table or chair, but, but you're taking the old furniture into your new house. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's uh, the, the the famous example that that was uh, probably published a lot is the Fisman example where mm-hmm. Fisman basically customer also I worked with uh, took over with a partner of ours the CBS um, with an approach um, the the old ECC system on a new stack. Yeah. in order to achieve goals like limited amount of data limited amount of add-ons and so on so that's i would say quite very often um out of the discussion we have the conclusion i i should not do conversion even if i could yeah. could do it i cannot or don't have to do a new implementation because i even if i, I, would I don't like like to do it would yes. like mm-hmm. because maybe I can't go to the cloud, to the S4 HANA cloud. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying it's just not the willingness and the acceptance is not yet there. The cloud mindset, unfortunately, I have to say, is not yet arrived. Or the customer, anyway, does a lot of cloud, but in the ERP to do cloud, I always say it's the most hardest part. Mm-hmm. And so I find to try to balance between those two, two, two scenarios. And that's where the selective data transition comes in. And that's what, let me say, it ends up at the moment, in the conversations, uh, um, a lot.
0: So, since this is something which sounds and looks very, very attractive to a lot of adopters, because it really looks like the, the the best of both worlds, like combining the advantages of a brownfield with advantages of the greenfield, is it like that? Is it something for everybody? Which maybe maybe in a, in a few months, years, or whatever, be the dominating transition method? Or is it something where you say it is much more complex, it has dependencies, maybe it is not. It is the best of both worlds, but it's not something which comes off very handy, but it has some complexities and it, it means something.
1: No, I, I, as, I said, um, as I said, even though it's it's qu- quite often now in discussion, it's the best of both worlds. Um, as life is, everything which has an upside has a downside, has a side effect. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mainly, I would say there are two things that come to my mind. First of all, if you do a conversion with all the pros and cons we discussed, that's a standard tool. You can read it in our documentation. You can go to a training class. You can probably ask any SAP basis consultant or partner and not in the world that would be accelerating it, but it can be done. Customers do it on their own. I have customers who just read the book and then they do it. It's not spectacular. And you do a few dress rehearsals, fine. Customers who would do a new implementation, We have a tool, which is called S4HANA Migration Cockpit. And depending on the quality of your data, there are other products you might want to add to that, which which do cleansing of the data and and partner products if you have come from non-subsystems. But anyway, there's a tool which gives you a good starting point. So it's a... um, um, a, 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 a standard package that helps you there. If you do a selective data transition, it's always an individual approach because you need to say, what do you want to transfer? What data do you want to transfer? So there's effort involved. It doesn't make it necessarily bad or a disadvantage, but there must be benefit that justifies that effort at the end of the day. And that's why I would say, again, it it depends. I mean, if you just think of the last two weeks, two, two, three customers, similar situation. If I have one system and two clients or five clients, I have not seen that that often, but it seems to be more often around than I knew. And I want to have five clients. I mean, they're like five different systems. I mean, they're not five different systems as, as such from a hardware infrastructure point of view, upgrade point of view, but they're very separate. And if my old paradigm was to have five clients for five business units, I mean, with all of the fast financial close of s it doesn't help if there are five different clients, for example. Mm-hmm. Then I might just need to do some sort of like consolidation. That's where the whole of the selective data transition has its origin from, like the SLO, as we call it, system landscape optimization. And then I might say, here's almost a sweet spot for that approach to say, well, my target should look like my vision is more ERP, with one client. I mean, I need to articulate this customer and I need to work with customers to articulate this or, or something else what they want from an infrastructure point of view. And then I'm saying, well, in this case, this is exactly the right path to do the system on system consolidation or in this um, uh, particular exam, the client consolidation. Plus, then each of the processes in these different clients usually differ a little bit because that's why they are separate clients as well. So I do a client consolidation, a process harmonization to, um, to a, let me say, a reasonable level. And I do the move to S4HANA. So then I'm basically being two of three things at the same point of time. And then this is the this is the right, um let me say uh, I would say the generally speaking the right path, and then the effort is fine to, to, to it costs to make considerations to mix and match the processes. And then customers who come from this diverse, let me say, a heterogeneous starting point of different clients or different systems, they by definition uh, can go uh, want to go a step-by-step approach and, and, and not a big bang, yeah, because at the moment they anyway like disjunct in their processes. And then they go step by step over. So long answer, no, it's not the de facto standard, even though it sounds almost like best of both words, great, yeah. this is the middle path, just take it. A- again, here, you need to take into account where you are today, what is mm-hmm. your today's position, where you want to be, you to define it, like a single instance, uh, one client, and then you figure out what is the right path.
0: So it's an additional
1: alternative,
0: but it's not something that will wipe the other two transition methods out of
1: it. Correct, correct, correct. It, 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 it doesn't it, it, it's the same what we are saying all over again, you need to think about what you want, reflect where you are, and then they create there's another tool. But the tool without sort of like of thinking doesn't 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 help you. it's in a in a way also a danger because people jump on it without reflecting on what they want, and then yep. sometimes say, why you're not doing a conversion? Well, we thought that's better, and I'm saying, but it's only as better as if you tell me that when you do the selective data transition, That you really cut away data that you really do innovation because otherwise why don't do anyway conversion
0: since we are already heavily over time but this is a huge topic which is so important one last aspect which i think is very important there is this saying um that says with the choice of your doctor you you do the choice of your disease and sometimes i get that feedback from customers when talking about partners because there are partners who are having a certain Let's call it emphasis on certain transition methods, which may not be necessarily the transition method that would be let's say fitting in that situation of the of of the customer. So how do you see this aspect? Um, sh- should we choose our partners concerning our own defined preferred transition method, or is this something where I say, Everybody can do anything.
1: Yeah, I, I think I have a strong opinion on that one. Um, with no disrespect to any partner or any any anybody in the, in the whole wide world. I would say this transition to S for HANA, together with the transition of the entire landscape, because our whole product portfolio over the last years and even right now is undergoing a transition because our industry, the software industry, isn't a transition. Is something where you as a customer should have the willingness to lead and not to be led, at least until the point where you know this is my target architecture meeting my business capabilities that meet my business strategy, and this is the transition roadmap with the transition steps, and that's That's what I want to do because the customer himself knows himself better with all of the how should I say, organizational um, elements, uh, political elements, uh, who decides what, that any partner from the outside can do to the fairness to the partner. That's why I would say, until the point where it's clear what is the right path, what's the right timeline, blah, 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 I would recommend that the customer keeps the, the hands the, the, it, it in, in his head, in his hands, basically, and leads. Fair he involves people, if he involves services that helps him, for example, to do a process data mining, to do a code analysis, but he needs to oversee what's happening. He needs to be in the driver's seat um, and, and knows also where he wants to spend time, and prioritize on the right things, and yeah, not accidentally, only the technical elements have been analyzed without having discussed the business processes. And then once we know what we want, once we've seen, and now we do a prototype, the sandbox conversion, God knows whatever, then obviously things change because then customers should, I think personally, make up their plan what um, what they're gonna have, um, where they invest in own resources, and where they're gonna uh, say, "I hire resources," because it doesn't make sense. For example, for a conversion to to educate people, it's a one-time event, even though you could do it yourself. But if you want to do Fiori, if you want to do machine learning, you need to build up a know-how plan, which is. A completely different subject i don't jump into otherwise we we talk for another hour but uh, without having those competencies and skills being developed i mean the best system in the world doesn't help so you you cannot drive the car you you just don't know how to switch it on basically and you then still basically know on the speed of a bicycle in a, a porsche um because you don't know how to accelerate it so to answer it shortly i think people should really at the beginning of the whole exercise until they know what they want, lead, and not be led.
0: I cannot think of a better conclusion to that topic.
1: No, no further word <laughs> from no my side. No further words <laughs> about that.
0: No, let's leave it by that. This was this was epic, Michael. When when people who are definitely amazed by everything you you have told us uh, want to follow you, where they, can they do this best?
1: Um, they can do it best if they send me an email or no, uh, They can do it best if they gonna um, connect with me on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I regular post things. Hope that um, was useful. What I've said. Definitely. And um, yeah, happy to 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 meet and uh, see some of you in the not so uh, far future. All right, Michael.
0: Thanks. Thanks a lot. Have a Thanks great day. a lot. Bye bye.